Welcome into another edition of Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Adam Hildebrandt alongside Tiger Head Football Coach David Alexander. And Coach, uh, we had a Thursday game last week and you guys won a, a close one and, and come from behind fashion. It was quite the football game. How does a win like that affect your team moving forward? Just the way it played out and what you guys had to do to get it done. Well, what a fantastic football game. Uh, so proud of man, so many guys that played. I could go on and on. Uh, but, right, the way the game ended, man, Jake Raines taking us, you know, taking the bull by the horns, you know, leading us on a no-huddle drive, you know, down there and throwing a touchdown pass with seven seconds left to win the football game. Just a, just a masterfully done, you know, kept calm, got us in the right plays, uh, getting the signals from the you know from the press box to the sideline to the to the huddle, uh, just everything about that was beautiful, man. That 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 kind of stuff is stuff you we practice, but you can never get that kind of intensity in practice or that mm-hmm. kind of pressure in practice. And so Jake Rains did a beautiful job. So uh, UConn goes up with just a little bit over a minute left, and then they pretty intentionally kicked the ball out of bounds when they were kicking it back to you, and you took the option of moving them back five yards and making them a kick again. How nice is it to have that kind of weapon on your return team to be like, no, we're not letting you do that. Kick it off to us again. Yeah. Um, you know, we knew their kicker. We'd seen all the film. You know, he was not going to be able to kick in the end zone. And they had kicked it intentionally out of bounds previously. So, and you know, the, the standard play is, hey, take the ball at the 35-yard line, let's go. And they probably figured with a little over a minute left that we would do the same thing. But, hey, you know, we needed as much yard as we could uh, – I, I was surprised that they kicked it to our sideline the second time instead of theirs, mm-hmm. right? But uh, kicking, kicking it to Dietrich Moore, and he he did something for the first time. We've been I've been trying and trying to coach him up on this on those little pooch kicks, right? He always in the past he's wanted to run to the middle of the field with all the bad guys are in there. He just took it straight down the sidelines where you really don't have to make one guy miss, and uh, got it back to the fifty yard line. It was fantastic. A great starting field position. Of course, Tigers went and punched it in and, and won the ball game. You guys have had a couple of chances early on in the season uh, in, in non-district play to run the two-minute drill. Right. When you, the, the game wasn't necessarily hanging in the balance in those moments, sure. but it was, it was limited time. How did those help prepare you for that uh, situation on Thursday? Well, we all love it. Right? We use those games uh, early in the two-minute situations, right? the non-district play, to practice, right? It puts some pressure on yourself in a game have to make those calls in the huddle without a coach standing next to you like you do in practice. Uh, and it, you know, all that stuff, you know, all that practice time and all that meeting time with Jake Raines and, and uh, the offense understanding, you know, what our limited playbook is in those situations and really having a great grasp of it. Um, you know, we did – because that's an easy opportunity, right, for a illegal formation or a lineman moving or something, you know, happening. And, but we lined up perfect. We ran every play. Uh, it was a uh, it was a beautiful it was a fantastic drive and really really proud of uh, Jake Raines the way he handled it and the the stick tuitiveness so to speak didn't only come about in that last sixty five seconds or whatever it was uh, UConn went up fourteen nothing <clears throat> in in the first half of that game and your team was able to stay in and balance and bounce back what did you see on the sidelines in particular that that gave you confidence as you went throughout that game knowing that your team was still engaged yeah again it's um I'm really. A credit to these kids, um, you know, they are resilient. They're mentally, mentally tough. Um, toughness is a, you know, physical toughness is a great tool for a football player, right? But mental toughness is, if you've got it, it's, a, it's your best asset. And the kids just, hey, let's just keep focusing on the next play, and someone will go make a play, and, and we'll give ourselves a chance to win the football game. And um, 
you know, that's exactly the way it, the way it played out. What else stood out to you about that game when you guys as a coaching staff went back and, and watched it on film? Uh, well, how much – it may sound a little funny because the way it, that game played out, but how much uh, improvement we have seen from our defense. And um, the effort that we played with defensively was by far the best effort we played with. Right, mm-hmm. We played with enough effort on Thursday against UConn to play with and beat anybody um, – now we're you know we're banged up and we're and we're playing with a bunch of different guys, but man, if you'll play with that kind of effort and you'll get lined up correctly, uh, you're going to give yourself a chance every time. The uh, red zone offense kind of struggled early, but yeah. now you guys have scored on ten of your last eleven trips into the red zone. So what has changed and improved specifically in those short yardage situations when the field shortens up to to make sure you're punching the ball in? Well, you know after after the Don District games, you know we went back. To the down there on the short yards plays and the goal line plays, going back to what um, what we've been in the past years, right? We we went into this season not thinking that we were going to be able to do it, but we end up putting fullbacks and tight ends in the game in those short yard situations and uh, handing the ball to Sanchez uh, for the most part. And he's a big, strong guy, and he understands to get behind his pads. And so, you know, we just said, hey, we're gonna we're gonna rely on our best dudes, and we're gonna put some, you know, we're gonna tell the defense, hey, we're gonna run the ball here, or we're gonna run the ball here, and and uh, let the best man win. That's Coach David Alexander with a little bit of an overview of last week's game. When we return in just a moment, we'll specifically talk about the offense a little bit. You're watching Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Recently, you've had to put your life on hold, and we're with you in this. At Ascension St. John. We're now open for appointments and we are fully prepared for your safety in our care. As we open our doors again, our doctors, nurses, and care teams will continue to wear personal protective equipment. We've taken even more steps to clean and stringently disinfect all areas. We will maintain distancing in our waiting rooms and will continue to limit visitors. And we will still screen all staff to protect their health and yours. Our emergency rooms are here 24-7 please do not delay care. We're still delivering babies and performing surgeries. And we're open for your appointments, from specialists in surgical care to routine care and health screenings. Ask us about virtual visits. Ascension St. John continues to care for you, as we have been for almost a century. Thank you for trusting us. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Adam Hildebrandt with Tiger Head Coach David Alexander. Coach, we talked about uh, Jake Rain's performance down the stretch there in the last minute or so of that game, but he was nearly perfect statistically throughout the course of the entire game. Seven for eight, the one that was a miss was a drop. What did you see from him in the passing game over the course of that game on Thursday? Well, we knew there would be some open holes in the solid defense that uh, UConn played. Not, you know, statistically he was – almost perfect. It, there there were a couple plays in there where he could have done something better or thrown it to a different guy uh, or just let the ball go. He took a couple sacks that he probably shouldn't have, um, and I'm sure he'd tell you exactly the same thing. As a matter of fact, he's, he's told us coaches that. You know, but um, UConn, you know, they're running the same style of defense that we are, so they're bringing a lot of pressure, a lot of guys coming. And to be able to go seven for eight with with – Almost every single time there was a free blitzer coming because you can only protect with so many. And to stand there because and know you're going to get hit but still deliver the ball uh, was a fantastic performance, uh, you know, both mentally and physically. Because that's tough. Tough mentally to stand there and know 
you know, somebody's running at you full speed and they're going to hit you and you still deliver the ball uh, in a catchable spot. And especially in a catchable spot down the field on a couple of occasions. It, right. it wasn't always quick passes. Uh, Sanchez Banks and Marion Horn both ran for more than 100 yards in that game. What enabled that to happen? Well, it's not an easy – you know, I, I've bragged and bragged and bragged on Coach Harper and his offensive line, Coach Broyles and, and the offensive line. Um, very tough assignment this last week. Uh, you know, no set linemen. They're not setting them where you think they're going to be. They're all moving, right? And it's just, hey, let's go pick out somebody and try to stay on them. And playing something like that, uh, some defense like that, you're going to give up some zero-yard runs and some maybe a negative play here and there. But if you just go get locked up on somebody, as good of players as Marion and Sanchez are, you know they're going to break off some long runs. And we did. We started wearing on them there in the second half, and uh, and you know then started just grinding in some six and seven yard runs. Besides just slipping in the thirty and forty yarder every once in a while too. We have seen uh, Keon Barnett much more active in the passing game the last couple of weeks, catching some balls over the middle uh, specifically. How does showing that capability, throwing the ball over the middle of the field on film, uh, impact how opposing defenses prepare for your offense? Well, we hope it impacts him a lot, and it should, right? Because he's not only is he showing the ability, you know, that we're they're willing to throw it to him, but he's really does a great job when once the ball in his hands, uh, making guys miss. He's he's strong, um, very difficult to tackle on the open field. So uh, he's a weapon, and it makes it uh, great for Coach Wilkinson calling plays, right? And if you've got multiple guys that we're willing to throw it to deep down the field. Uh, it's really, really difficult to double-team people. The UConn offense was had the ball quite a bit early on in that game, and it, it kept the B.A. offense off the field and, and made it kind of hard to get in rhythm. What do you guys try to do to, to, in terms of getting the offense into rhythm early in a game like that and, and kind of try to give the defense a breather? Well, that's, you know, right, that's the magic uh, question. And if we, you have the answer, let me know, right? I mean <laughs> – I'm Coach, confident Coach, if you can't yeah, think of it, I well, can't. Uh, Coach Reed, the head coach at, at uh, UConn, has done such a good job over the years running the running the flex bone. Uh, he you know he won a state championship at Altus. Um, he's been successful with it everywhere he's gone. You know and and coming over to UConn, um, you know one of the you know a school in six A that hasn't had much success. You know he's given them every opportunity to win football games. He's got that team believing and buying in. But when you've got a you know a big fullback, two hundred and fifteen pound kid, and you can hand it to him, and you know he's going to gain three yards, you know they don't punt very often. They don't have to punt if it gets to inside fourth and three. They're going to go for it, and uh, you have to take some gambles, have to take some chances, right, to get off the field defensively. And it's it's so hard to practice practice against. You you never can practice against it, and and get the speed of what it's going to be actually like on game night. Uh, the the kick return team averaged 22 yards per return last week that, that they got to make. Uh, what's kind of the barometer for that? What's the goal, and, and how happy are you with that number? Uh, 22 yards with them kicking it uh, short is a huge number, right? That puts the ball up around the 50 every single time. We have uh, – there's no place for – there's no safe place for the opposing team to kick the ball to our kickoff return team. <laughs> and you've got Corey Williams and Keon Barnett and Marion Horn and Dietrich Moore and our, uh, Robert Spears Jennings out there. And that's a, that's a pretty lethal group. Um, I wouldn't – you know, if, if I was the opposing coach, I would kick it out of bounds too, just like <laughs> Coach Reed did. And I ended up – you know, um, we did a great job that second time making them kick it, you know, kick it to us. But yeah, there's no there's no holes. 
That's uh, Tiger head football coach David Alexander. You're tuned into Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Back with more on the defense when we return in just a moment. Finding your happy place is something special, and it's different for everyone. You probably already know where to find yours, and TTCU Federal Credit Union can help you get there. Right now, you can earn up to a $200 bonus when you open a new checking account with direct deposit. So wherever your happy place finds you, TTCU will meet you there. TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. Just a reminder, there will come a time when they can no longer share a bedroom. That's why we have a complete array of home loans, so that dream of more space can come true. Right on time. First National Bank of Broken Arrow. The right balance. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Adam Hildebrandt and David Alexander with you. And Coach, uh, we, we've talked about this some, but y'all faced the flex bone last week. There's a, a lot. There's motion on basically every play. They, right. they put one guy in motion to one side or the other. What kind of stress does that put on the linebackers and the defensive backs to see where that motion's coming from and react quickly? Because it's only about a second or so between that motion yeah. and the snap. Yeah, it uh, it's puts a huge amount of stress on everybody. Um, mostly those overhang safeties trying to de- determine, you know, uh, motion away, motion to, am I rolling down, am I rolling high? Um, and, you know, and you, you play 65 plays, you're going to have some mistakes. You just hope those mistakes don't turn into big plays, and, and it did. We only gave up one really big play, and, you know, backside safety made a mistake. Motion went away, and he didn't roll high, and – because that was about the seventh or eighth play of that drive, and they'd done the same thing over and over and over again. And you, know, you can preach and preach and preach to a teenage boy, right, <laughs> to be patient, but you know it's that's uh, a difficult task, and yeah. you got to be disciplined. And it's so hard to practice that when you have an offense like that. And we talked about Jake Rains knowing that pressure was going to be coming and that he was going to get hit at times in that game. For a defensive lineman, you know that the opponent's going to run it at you 45 or 50 times over the right. course of that game. What kind of mindset does it take to be up to the challenge of, of just going in and, and basically having a wrestling match for three hours? Well, wrestling match is a great way to put it. You know, it was physical, super physical in there in the tackle box this last week. Because um, even when the fullback didn't have the ball, he's, you know, he's driving up inside and you have to tackle him just because you don't know if he's got it or not. Uh, it's it was super physical, man. And some of those guys in there played such a fantastic game. Mitchell Banning, as a nose guard, had uh, had ten tackles and did you know didn't play in the fourth quarter because you know unfortunately he broke his ankle. Um, Seth Dodd, the Mike linebacker, had sixteen tackles, played one heck of a football game. Uh, Lance Young came in when Jacob Jennings got hurt in the first quarter at. at uh, one of the linebacker spots, and he had 14 tackles. So, very physical ball game. I'm sure the fullback from uh, UConn is very was very sore this last week. And he got dinged up at one point, too. I, I specifically wanted to ask you about the physicality of Seth Dodd in that game because, as we mentioned before, he was on offense at one point. He was starting, the punter, starting at punter this year. Now he's playing Mike linebacker. We've talked about him getting people lined up, but – that was a game where a couple of times he met that fullback in the hole, and it was just like two bulls running into each other. I mean, you could feel the impact from up in the press box. How did you feel like the linebackers 
were able to stand up to the challenge physically in that game and, and match what UConn was doing because it, it would have been easy to just kind of get beat down. Man, I don't know if I've ever experienced um, something like the growth of Seth Dodd and Lance Young, uh, two guys that we started losing all the depth at linebacker. We just found the two smartest, toughest kids we knew we had on the roster and asked them to go play linebacker. <laughs> and then now, you know, not only are they playing – well, not only you know because they're smart and getting us all lined up and doing everything right, but man, they are playing such great football. It's it is amazing to watch. Uh, I don't know if I could remember anything like it in all my years of coaching. Um, you know, not only I knew they could go over there and get us lined up, but the level of play that both those guys have brought has has been uh, it's been championship caliber. That's a look back at Broken Arrow's win over UConn last Thursday. Now let's look ahead to Edmond Santa Fe this week. Another another road game. What can we expect from Santa Fe as we go into this contest? Super, super talented football team. Uh, they've got some players uh, out, out on the field that I don't know if we've seen. Well, I know we haven't seen like this year. Um, the receiver, he's uh, – He's got a chance. You know, this is a big statement for an opposing coach, and, you know, take it as you as, – as, uh, maybe it's propaganda, but I don't think so. I think, <laughs> I think the young man has NFL talent. If he can stay healthy, he's big and he's fast. He's, he's a great football player. Um, they've got an offensive tackle that's – you know, he reminds me of a guy that we had here um, five years ago named Rowdy Frederick. He's just so big. He just blots out the sun when you stand next to him. <laughs> Um, and then they've got a defensive end and a, and a, and a secondary guy on, on defense that, uh, you know, tons of Division One offers. So they're super talented. They look like on film, or when you walk in the stadium and you see their first couple of plays, that they're a, they're a throw-the-ball-first football team because they usually have three and, and most of the time four wide receivers out there. But they're 70% run, um, just out of spread formations. they got a, a tailback that's uh, – very good player coming into the zone, right? We're worried. We're scared to death of the receiver. Um, but, you know, the tailback is going to get way more uh, touches. And, you know, we're going to do a better job on him, or especially early, uh, to be successful on defense. Santa Fe played UConn two weeks ago now and, and beat the Millers 42-21. to Y'all won by a score. Some people will look at that and try to apply the transitive sure. property and say, okay, you know, you, uh, Santa Fe might have the advantage in this game. Why is that not necessarily the case? Because UConn had five turnovers against Santa Fe, right? We didn't get any, right? Um, but, yeah, listen, this, this Santa Fe game is just going to be just like the last few that we've played against them. Right, uh, it's going to come down to the last possession of the ball game. You know, somebody's offense or somebody's defense is going to have to make a play in the last minute or two to win the ball game. It's uh, they're super talented. You know, we're going on the road. The weather's going to be uh, looks like it's going to be horrible, uh, and so you know you're going to we're going to have to play a great football game to win. Always fun. You never know what kind of Oklahoma weather you're going to get when you start getting into mid to late October and November. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last week, but th that was the first long road trip of the year last week sure. going to UConn. How did you think the guys handled it, and, and now you get to basically flip around and do it again? Well, I think our, our kids handled it really well. We, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's such – for Coach Alexander, it's uh, so different than what it's been in the past. You know, in past years, we've put 100 players on three buses – you know, and this year we're taking 60 players and we're spreading them out on four buses and making seating assignments. And 
and we're leaving early so we can go get in the stands and spread out. And so there's a lot of logistical things that are way different. So the kids, but the kids, man, we, they kept focused on the football game um, and they were ready to play. When they came out of the tunnel, they were ready to play. And we're going to have to be ready to play coming out of the tunnel this week too. All right. Well, thank you very much, Coach Alexander. We'll be looking forward to the Tigers making that trip on Friday. Due to COVID restrictions in the press box, we will not be carrying that game on AeroVision. However, you can follow along on the uh, social media pages on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Broken Arrow Sports, and they will not only give updates during the game, we'll get you a link to where you can see that game as well. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib.